ready to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 282nd ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this weekend and what's ahead for the week. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144. Or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. As always, I will give you my highlights, lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. My highlight of the week is, of course, Brooks Kepka winning the U.S. Open yesterday with a 16-under for the tournament score, and it's the lowest ever for U.S. Open, which is awesome. And he had an impressive weekend, obviously, but certainly an impressive final round, especially on the back nine when he uh, took a stranglehold on the uh, on the tournament and was just uh, as impressive as a first-time major winner, as you will see. Interesting note here that it appears the last seven Majors have been won by first-timers, so Brooks Kepka certainly kept that going. He's a name that, you know, we're all familiar with, but not a household name until now. And uh, again, he just uh, submitted a, a work of art for this tournament, and again, yesterday was uh, was really impressive to watch at the end when he was just... Uh, bombing away on the back nine, his tee shot on 18, uh, looked like it was going to roll forever, and that was a, obviously an adrenaline push, and uh, again, he was in complete control, and it was just uh, another great U.S. Open. I've had the good fortune to attend two of the last five or so. I was in Oakmont last year when Dustin Johnson won. And I was down in uh, Marion in Philadelphia when uh, Justin Rose won. So nothing quite like a U.S. Open. It's our national championship. And it was just uh, great to see Aaron Hills in Wisconsin. It was a great venue. First time ever a U.S. Open was held in Wisconsin. And uh, just really a great tournament. Which leads me into my low light of the week which is uh, it was a great tournament despite the fact that for the first time ever in majors, the top three in the world, Dustin Johnson, Rory McIlroy, and Jason Day, all missed the cut. Uh, Again, first time it's ever happened in a major. And it really was uh, made the whole thing very unique to watch in that. uh, And then, of course, Phil. Uh, was not there because of his daughter's 
high school graduation. So he basically the morning of uh, the opening round on Thursday confirmed that he would not be there. I guess he was holding out for potential weather delays or whatever. It didn't happen. So he was back in San Diego where he lives for his daughter's high school graduation. Good call by Phil. So, yeah, the top three plus Phil not being there. Really gave it a wide open feel, uh, and so many players were bunched up at the top throughout most of the weekend. Uh, really added an air of excitement, but it was different, uh, to say the least. Um, just, you know, a lot of names that, especially Ricky Fowler, uh, you know, that we're familiar with, but again, other than Ricky, uh, not many household names at the top. As we uh, headed to the back nine yesterday, but um, again, great viewing, great tournament, and we're into the season now. Two down, two to go. Next up will, of course, be uh, the Open or the British Open as we know it, the Open as they call it over there, and then later this summer will be the PGA. So we'll see if the streak of first-time major winners. Uh, we'll continue, uh, again, we, uh, Sergio Garcia won the masters for his first ever major. And, uh, so it's a really, really interesting, uh, you know, interesting field to say the least, uh, as to whether or not this will continue. And speaking of golf, the travelers championship begins this week today was the opening ceremony uh for uh the next tournament stop down in connecticut cromwell connecticut i've covered it many times i'll be covering it again this week uh they have some of those top players uh rory mcelroy jason day jordan spieth justin thomas who had a good weekend at the u.s open paul casey another a uh, good couple days out there. And Patrick Reed, again, another player who was uh, on the leaderboard at times over the past four days at the U.S. Open. So they're all going to be in Connecticut, probably there as we speak, some of them. And uh, Bubba Watson will be there. He formerly won it. I think it was the first ever tournament he won was the Travelers. And defending champion Russell Knox will also be there. So it should be a great tournament. A lot of excitement up here in New England for it. Uh, Wednesday is the Pro-Am, and they have their usual uh, star-studded lineup with Ray Allen, UConn women's coach Gino Ariema, Chris Berman. be good to see Chris Berman again um, since he's not on ESPN like we've all uh, been watching for the past number of decades. Former UConn men's coach Jim Calhoun current UConn football coach, Randy Edsel, Matt Lauer of Today Show fame, comedian Kevin Nealon, former UConn quarterback and 12-year NFL veteran Dan Orlovsky, and former Red Sox pitcher Tim Wakefield. So it's a great lineup. The Pro-Am is just awesome. Uh, I've been there a few years on the 18th hole when they're coming off and it's just always a great opportunity the way it's constructed they walk up a little hill it's a natural bowl so a lot of people are just watching uh sitting on the hill and uh, the, all these people that i just mentioned have been in the past and they're great 
a lot of interaction, uh, selfies and what have you, autographs, the whole bit for everybody coming off uh, the 18th. So it's a great day. It really is. I've been to a lot of pro-ams. It is one of the best pro-am settings, especially the ending that you'll find. Finally, my bizarre story of the week are the Boston Celtics right here in Boston. Uh, by all accounts, Piers official, uh, trading the number one pick to the 76ers, which of course would be reportedly Markel Fultz. Uh, assuming this happens, the Celtics would then hold seven, repeat seven, first round picks in the next three years. Uh, this particular year, they give up number one, but just drop two spots down to get number three for the Sixers. And uh, so, yeah, it's uh, seismic news. Everybody up here in Boston is wondering, uh, with all these picks they've accumulated and about to accumulate apparently a couple more, uh, if this is finally Danny Ainge uh, making the move to create uh, a term we all love, another super team. Uh, we're hearing lots of names. We're hearing Jimmy Butler, of course, from Chicago. We're hearing Paul George. Uh, and... <clears throat> You know, is Danny Ainge going to package these picks up, uh, go after some veterans, uh, maybe package some picks with uh, trading, uh, some of the current Celtics, who knows. Um, but Danny Ainge uh, certainly keeps life interesting, and now he's really dealing with a stacked deck of, again, seven first-round picks. Over the next three years, year one starting Thursday. So it's an amazing haul. And uh, so it's just going to be fascinating to watch. Thursday night's going to make the NBA draft uh, uh, appointment television, certainly up here in Boston. And finally, uh, hats off to the Golden State Warriors. They won the championship last Monday night, just hours after we did last week's show. And uh, they had... A season for the ages. They've had now three seasons for the ages in a row. And uh, their appointment television, to say the least. And they're one of the, uh, probably the current, you know, the, the hottest sports team in America. Period. Um, along with the Patriots. Those two are just kind of dominating uh, the sports world in general. So... Again, hats off to the Warriors, winning game five at home. And uh, going to be fun going forward. It all starts again this Thursday night with the NBA draft. So now let's take our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. So don't go anywhere. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. 
Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine, joins us. And A.P., how are you doing today? Well, I'm doing great, John. doing great. Glad to be here. We're glad to have you. Thanks so much for calling in, as always. And I just closed out the first segment of the show talking about the Golden State Warriors, which who won the championship last Monday night, uh, 10 or 12 hours after we completed our show last week. And uh, so why don't we just start with that? Uh, I know it's happened a week ago, but nonetheless, it's still huge news. And uh it was a great game five, and the Warriors finally uh, they they put the icing on the cake, right? Yeah, John. What was it? Three wins of nineteen points or greater. I mean, that's that's quite a dominating series. Uh, and I mean, they're playing against one of the all-time best players, uh, LeBron James. He's been in the finals. He knows how to win himself, and yet they still came out with these large victories in the finals. Exactly. Well, it was uh, fun to watch. It really was. Uh, you know, the, they won it in Oakland, in Oracle Arena. First championship won in the Oakland city limits since, I believe, 1974-75 when the Oakland A's won it. Um, and so it was great to see them win at home. I mean... I think their crowd yeah, is one nice of the best. Present for the fans to win it at Oracle Arena, and like I said, that's a long time between parties. Exactly, and their fans are just fabulous, and uh, you know to see them, uh, you know, be rewarded like that because uh, really they've been probably the best fans, home field, home court advantage. Uh, for the last number of years, and going back even before that, truly dedicated. And uh, so, yeah, I thought it was great. It was just a spectacular celebratory atmosphere. And, uh, you know, and it was just nice to see him win at home. And I say that partly because, uh, you know, the Pittsburgh Penguins, who won their Stanley Cup on the road just uh, last Sunday night, eight days ago, uh, it was their fifth Stanley Cup, and they've never won one on the road. And growing up in the Pittsburgh area, as I did, I know how important it is to win those games at home. And uh, 
so yeah, it was just, uh, you know, really, really fun to see. And speaking of that, yeah, the Pirates, when they won in the 70s, 71 and 79, those games were both down in Baltimore. Of course, the Super Bowl's never won at home. Steelers have won six of them. So yeah, <laughs> it, 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 you know, so the home, the whole home field thing was on my mind even before Monday night, you know, in the wake of the Penguins winning uh, again, their fifth in a row, all on the road. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, can't take these things for granted, AP, when you win at home, right? No, as you said, that's 1974. That's quite a few years. but And I could, I suspect there's something different about winning at home because it's immediate and you don't have to have the long plane ride and, and your, your fans are right there, your family's right there, probably your friends. It's just different. It really is. Yes, it was just fun to see, you know, all the family and friends on the court. Uh, you know, and let's just say, you know, to me it's pretty simple. The Golden State Warriors have been, in my mind, uh, the greatest show in sports for the past three years. They didn't win it two years ago, as we well know, but yet they set the regular season record. They almost ran the table in these playoffs, but lost – in game four, obviously, so they finished 16-1, and one, one of the greatest ever, obviously. And uh, and they did win the championship, you know, three years ago. So I've had the good fortune to see them twice in the Boston Garden in the past two years, live. And there's nothing like them watching them play. They, they, they just play a beautiful game of basketball, beautiful brand. And again, for me, you know, there's been a lot of nights I've stayed up for games that start at 1030 at night here in the East Coast. And uh, I just can't get enough of them. I really can't, especially Steph Curry. So uh, and it was great to see Kevin Durant, you know, in the biggest moment he delivered. We all wonder if he could, because what else can you do? You can only wonder if he can until he does. And he did. So (laughs) It was, uh, that was good stuff. Well-deserved MVP. Yeah, there's been times in the NBA history, John, where superstars have signed with a team in hopes of winning a championship, and they haven't performed. So it's not a given that someone's going to be part of another team and fit in well to their system, and then when the lights are turned on in the finals, that they're scoring you know, the required number of points and leading their team to victory. So hats off to to Kevin Durant for what he did and how he performed in that series. Exactly, exactly. Uh, You know, and he, you know, he's about as happy as any guy you would ever see winning a championship, which was wonderful to see. (laughs) Um, You know, in general, I think Kevin Durant is pretty well liked. I know he has his detractors. He sort of turned from from nice guy to somewhat of a villain, uh, and then he, you know, made the move that a lot of people disagreed with the Golden State. I never disagreed with it. I didn't get that at all, uh, and it was rooted in the fact that he joined the team that had just beaten them. The Warriors, you know, had beaten Oklahoma City in the playoffs, but again, I, I never viewed it that way at all. I mean, the word free agent means you're free to go wherever you please, and I think he, the way he subjugated his game, not to mention the way the Warriors subjugated their game to make it just a perfect match. So I don't think we've seen the rest, the last of the Warriors, AP. 
I, I don't think so. They'll, they'll be back again on probably that side. And, and John, if you recall the Celtics of the 80s, I mean, remember Andrew Tony was the Boston Strangler. And oh, yeah. They didn't have anyone who could guard him, so they, they acquired Dennis Johnson. And they already had you know, Robert Parrish and Kevin McHale and Larry Bird. So this idea that someone can go to another team and win a championship, I think it's bogus. Oh, yeah. You see it all the time. I mean, look at the Patriots. They just did it with, you know, Chris Long and Martellus Bennett. I mean, I never heard, you know, a negative word and, you know, on and on and on. I mean, the Patriots have a litany of, you know, veterans or, uh, you know, who joined the team to win a title. Uh, Many of them towards the end of their career on the back nine, shall we say. But, uh, yeah, I I just, again, nothing wrong with it. It's, It's free agent means free to go wherever you please. You've earned that right. And uh, so, yeah, uh, again, we've seen a number of people come to the Patriots do it, and I've never heard a negative word. You know, Chad Ochocinco, you know, some pan out, some don't. But, you know. Right, Randy, Randy Moss. Uh, they Randy Moss. They didn't until the last game. I mean, that's, those are big superstars. Yes, and, you know, with the, I mean, Kevin Durant's going to be in Golden State for a while. By it would certainly appear to be a lock, but many of these guys, you know, come in for a year and move on. Chris Long, you know, just signed with uh, I'm not sure who he signed with, but he's moved on, and uh, you know, in for a year, got a Super Bowl ring, and he's out. <laughs> Again, there's just nothing wrong with it. Um, that's <laughs> sports, and by the way, it's not new. You, you know, it goes back as far as sports go back. So. Again, hats off to Kevin Durant. And, you know, speaking of, you mentioned the Celtics. I don't know if you had a chance to catch that 30 for 30 on ESPN three-parter with the Celtics-Lakers rivalry of the 80s. I was here in Boston for that. And, boy, there was just nothing like it. And just really, uh, it may have been, you know, one of the greatest decades of sports of all time that I've ever seen. And, and, I, and I was coming here from Pittsburgh where I just witnessed four Super Bowls by the Steelers in the 70s. So, <laughs> you know, I, I've been pretty lucky, but I thought the series was really well done. And uh, just, again, brought back a ton of memories. I used to go to the old Boston Garden for some of those very Lakers-Celtics playoff games. Nothing like it. Oh, yeah, that, that was spectacular, those, that series, because how many Hall of Fame players were in those games, John? I, I'd have to sit down and count them up. There were so many. I mean, you have to use a calculator. Uh, is Both teams going back and forth. I mean, it, what was really amazing about that series, the other team would win by 20, 30 points. I mean, you'd think they were buried. I mean, you could hear taps in the background. And in the next game, the other team comes out and stomps them. It, it, it was just fascinating. Oh, yeah. I always think of the Memorial Day Massacre. Game one of the, I believe, 87 finals. Uh, I was right in Boston in the shadow of the garden that day, and I always remember people coming out of that game. It was like, you know, 80 degrees, summer-like day. And, you know, it just looked like the Celtics were going to sweep them, and that, of course, the Lakers won the series in six, I believe, and uh, maybe seven, but whatever. They won. And, you know, it's funny how, you know, 
the more things change, the more things stay the same. But, you know, here we are at the NBA draft and who are two of the major players involved, but none other than Danny Ainge and Magic Johnson, uh, you know, at two of the top three spots in the draft. Celtics had number one. It appears they've traded it uh, to the Sixers. So now they're number three. Lakers are ensconced at number two. And here again, Danny Ainge and Magic Johnson going head-to-head again. Not that it's like, you know, nothing like it was on the court. Uh, But, you know, uh, there they are. Two of the top three picks of the 2017 draft. So it's just amazing how, uh, how they've stuck around. They're both, you know, Ainge is a great general manager. He's proven it. And Magic is is a rookie. Uh, looks like he's probably going to take Lonzo Ball, but anything can happen, as, we, as we've seen over the weekend with the Celtics, apparently, trading the number one pick to the Sixers. It seems official, AP. I, I, I keep qualifying it, but I guess it's official. Who You know, but it, I guess it's maybe not 100% official until it occurs on Thursday night at the NBA draft. Right, too many stories have been written to mix it feel like it's official and uh correct. You know, Danny Ainge he always has a plan. It's it's not the conventional, but he always has uh you know, a thought things through and he seems to be successful with this strategy. Well, exactly. And uh you know, the amazing thing is, is again, assuming it's official and I think we can just talk like it is. The Celtics, who will drop from number one to three in this draft, that they're going to hold seven first-round picks, many of them potential lottery picks from other teams, uh, in the next three years, starting this Thursday. So 2017, 18, and 19, they're sitting on seven first-round picks. It seems like, I mean, everybody here in Boston is just going crazy, no other word for it thinking that this is going to be the assembly of, of a super team to, to to go after the Cavs, meaning are they going to package these picks, maybe a player or two to get Jimmy Butler, Paul George, perhaps someone else. Uh, it, it's an exciting week up here on that front, I must tell you. Yeah, they love the Celtics up there in Boston. After They do. You know, hockey used to be kind of the number one sport, really, and then the Celtics kind of, you know, kind of overtook them, I believe. I, I mean, you're a better judge than I about that, John, but I think when Larry Bird got to town and the NBA kind of exploded and changed their image, then the Celtics became quite popular, and I think they surpassed the Bruins uh, in that town. Oh, I agree. I agree. Um, you know, the Celtics, given their history, have really a tremendous built-in uh, worldwide, not national, worldwide fan base. You know, I don't care if you're watching a game from Sacramento or watching a game from Spain, maybe a you know preseason <laughs> game or whatever. You're going to see a lot of people there with Celtic jerseys on. You just are, and and they're not shy. <laughs> Nobody from Boston is. Um, you know, to use the old adage, Celtics travel well, Celtics nation, and obviously they've had their down years and everything, but. Ever since Danny brought together that 2008 championship team by getting Kevin Garnett and Ray Allen to go with Paul Pierce, 
you know, they've been back and hard to believe. Now we're talking a decade, just about. And uh, yeah, Celtics Nation is loud and proud. And, you know, I, I haven't seen this much excitement in a while. I mean, Thursday night could be really special uh, at minimum just to see what they do with the, the third pick. And number two, you know, will they follow it up on draft night or perhaps immediately there or soon thereafter, you know, by going after some current NBA superstars? It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, it will be. And that's the beauty of having the draft and, and making smart decisions you know, to excite your fan base. I mean, and, and Danny Agee's on the right path, of course. And, uh, you know, Cleveland is the the goal to beat them so they can get to the Golden State Warriors down the road. But I'm sure he'll take full advantage of his, his uh, selections during the draft and, and the Boston fans. I mean, they're going to be flocking to those games. There's no question about it. It's going to be fun. Yep. going to be a fun week. Uh, well, AP, hard to believe we've come to the end of our first segment. So why don't we uh, take our break and still lots to get to on the other side. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports. And I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we had uh, the U.S. Open completed yesterday. Brooks Kepka won his first major, and interestingly, it was the seventh major in a row where we had a first-time winner. So I'm kind of liking that, uh, 
you know, and Kepka, boy, he, he just really put a stranglehold on that baby yesterday, especially the back nine. So he earned it. And, uh, it was a great tournament up there in Wisconsin. Yeah. bodes well for the sport to have, uh, new winners. It brings more people to the events to root for different people. So you know, congratulations to him. Yes, it was interesting, you know, interesting tournament in a number of ways. Obviously, Phil Mickelson officially withdrew, although we all assumed he was going to on Thursday morning, the morning of the first day of the tournament. And then, shockingly, for the first time ever in a major, the top three players in the world did not make the cut. Rory McIlroy, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, plus Phil. So that left a, a quite a, quite a vacuum at the top, shall we say? And uh, but yet, you know, it created a, a different type of tournament in a new venue, first time ever in Wisconsin, where you had, you know, uh, some names that people didn't recognize or weren't too familiar with. We had others that were. Certainly, Ricky Fowler is a household name to put it mildly. Apparently, the you know, the most popular player in golf, which I find easy to believe. I've seen the way kids follow him around uh, during tournaments and other big names flirted at the top, but didn't, uh, weren't there on Sunday afternoon. Uh, by that, I mean, Patrick Reed, uh, you know, players like that. So it was a, uh, you know, it was a fun tournament, but in the end, there, there no drama at the end. I mean, Kepka, you know, just, nailed it down over the back nine, the final back nine. And, uh, but yeah, you know, you, Justin Thomas, he's a golfer you're familiar with, right? Yeah, University of Alabama. He's on the championship team in 13 and, and also, uh, Trey Mullinex, his teammate from Alabama, from Alabama. Interesting. Okay. Um, Justin Thomas, you know, interesting player. I mean, he set another record this week, which was, I believe, the lowest round ever at the U.S. Open, if I'm not mistaken. 63. 63. So he tied, I believe, Johnny Miller. And that's funny. Yeah, and that's funny because I was at the tournament in Oakmont, near where I grew up in Pittsburgh, uh, the day before Johnny Miller shot that 63. Uh, that's the day I <laughs> fell in love with tournament golf. And then, you know, but you couple that with Justin Thomas did on, I think it was Friday. And let's not forget that just a few months back, I think January maybe, he shot, broke the all-time record for lowest score in the history of the PGA, right? I, I think he, well, I don't know, he, maybe he tied it 58. Am I uh, right about that? Yeah, 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 tied it or something like that. But anyway, he... He goes on these hot streaks where he just dominates the course, and uh, but the next day, you know, he had some trouble. Uh, in the first, I think, five holes, he had three bird—I mean, three bogeys. So that set him back. And uh, but you know, an eighth-place finish uh, tying is not too bad for a young golfer. Top ten in the Nine U.S. Open—that uh, gets you in a lot of future tournaments Nine. right off the bat. Right, AP. That yeah, I mean, yeah, he. I mean, he. He's a very good. You know, he's going to be on that tour a long time, John. He's a. He's very a, a slight, physically about five ten hundred forty five pounds, but he he can really nail it. 
he can really hit that ball. Right, right. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's a fascinating player, and he's pals with uh, you know Jordan Spieth and Ricky Fowler. They're boys. One or two others. Uh, remember, they were surfing together out in Hawaii, and you know, if I'm not mistaken, it's a bunch of young single guys. Frankly, on top of the world, <laughs> you know, a lot of money in their pocket. Going, you know, playing golf at, at, at some of the worlds around the world and uh, having a great life. So, you know, good for them. And yes, one of these days he might put together one of those record rounds on a Sunday when he's close, and that'll be all she wrote because you said it perfectly. He ha- has these hot streaks. Um, so we shall see. But yeah, he is as we speak in or arriving in Connecticut today because something near and dear to our heart, AP, it's uh, it's Travelers Week. Travelers Championship down in Cromwell, Connecticut, a mere stone's throw from where you used to live. You and I covered this tournament together on a couple of occasions. I'm heading down this week. Looking forward to it. Uh, great field, AP. Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, Jordan Spieth, Justin Thomas. Paul Casey, Patrick Reed, and then Bubba Watson, who won his first ever tournament there, defending champion Russell Knox. So it'll be a great day, and Wednesday is the Pro-Am, and you and I have been there together for that, and it's the usual cast of characters, AP. They keep coming back. Ray Allen, Gino Ariema, Chris Berman, Jim Calhoun, Randy Edsel, Matt Lauer, Kevin Nealon. Dan Orlovsky and Tim Wakefield. So, Pro Am is one of the best Pro Ams I've ever been to. The one in in at Travelers. It's it's a great spot. The way yeah, they walk yeah, up the hill. Go ahead. Yeah, it's an outstanding tournament, John. In the fact that you see someone like Justin Thomas, he he came off this top ten finish at the U.S. Open. Well, when he first started his career. That was one of the first tournament tournaments they gave him an invitation. So that's their strategy, you know, bring in these young players and let them be part of the uh, tournament. And then down the road, when they, you know, starting to advance in their career, they'll remember. Yes, the Travelers was the first first uh, uh, tournament to give me a chance. So they return. They sure do. And let's also remember that we were talking about Justin Thomas and his low scores. On a given round, uh, last year on the final day, the Sunday, Jim Furyk shot a 58 at the Travelers, and I believe that's the record that Justin Thomas tied earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. Okay. So never a dull moment, you know. And something you can relate to, because I, you know, I was talking about the pro am. And the way the 18th hole was a natural bowl where you're all sitting up on the hill, thousands watching it. And then when the celebrities finish, the, not to mention the golfers, finish their round, they go walking up a hill where there is ample opportunity to interact with the crowd, selfies, autographs, the whole bit. And then last year, of course, it was on that same 18th where Jim Furyk nailed down his 58, so... It's a great, it's a great ending hole. It's really about uh, one of the best in in the world, in my mind. It kind of like kind of like Riviera out there in uh, in Los Angeles. 
it has that bowl feature, as you said, that stadium feature on that 18th hole. You can fit in thousands of people. It's very unique. Very unique. Um, so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's just great to have golf in uh, full bore. Uh, you know, I, I love the, uh, you know, the fact that seven players in a row now have won their majors for the first time. Seven majors in a row. I've had a new first-time winner. Of course, Sergio breaking through at the Masters was quite possibly the most special of them all. Uh, there's been a few. Henrik Stenson at the British Open, on and on. But, uh, yeah, uh, I think it's just great for the game of golf. Uh, you, you know, it, things are different. You know, it, we're still getting used to the post-Tiger world. And I think the more players you can get in there, to go along, you know, especially when you have like the big three plus Phil missing the cut, you know, it's uh, it's good to have some other guys who, you know, you, you instantly become a household name, at least in the world of golf. Oh, yeah, there's no question about it. When you're on the big stage like that, uh, when you win a major, then people remember you forever. Um, and, you know, that launches their, their career. Uh for a lifetime. No doubt about it. Again, like, you know, Brooks Kepka's life today is completely changed from what it was yesterday at this time. There's no other way to say it. It's just, you know, endorsements come, exemptions into every significant golf tournament, including all majors come, on and on and on. These are, you know, very often for some of them, lifetime exemptions. Uh... Again, on and on and on. So it's just great to see. And, uh, you know, next week, by the way, there's a lot of golf going on. Next week up here in Boston is the U.S. Senior Open uh, for golfers over 50. Uh, Fred Couples, Steve Stricker, people like that. It's up here at uh, the Salem Country Club in Peabody, Massachusetts. It's a little north of Boston. And I'm planning to cover that. Very excited. Uh, so, yeah, it's a, it's a rare time, AP, when I have two weeks in a row to cover golf tournaments right here in New England. So it's going to be a fun two weeks, that's for sure. Yeah, you're going to enjoy it, John. You're going to see some great golf, and hopefully the weather will cooperate. Weather's looking good for now, that's for sure. Uh, certainly for the travelers for the coming few days. So, uh, yeah, it looks great. You never know up here in New England, but... Uh, looking good for now, that's for sure. Um, so, hard to believe, AP, we've come to the end of our uh, second segment together. So why don't we take our final break, and we'll, uh, we'll have some more topics to cover on the other side. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. 
Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Check your feelings at the door and enter the man cave. Don't let the name fool you because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and friends are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the man cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby. Back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is indeed the Travelers Championship. Going to be on Golf Channel and, of course, the networks as we head into the weekend. And certainly looking forward to that. And, uh, yeah, so A.P., um, in addition, I would say the other appointment viewing experience for this week is the NBA draft on Thursday night. I think it's just going to be awesome to watch. And, uh, yeah, YP, you know, you follow all things basketball, especially college basketball. Uh, should be a fascinating evening uh, to see what is going to transpire, especially, you know, now the biggest drama may be, you know, assuming the Sixers – have the Celtics pick, take Markel Fultz. Will the Lakers take Lonzo Ball at number two? Yeah, that that uh, Ball selection, I'm interested to see where he ends up because that is not only you're, you're drafting the player, but the family. And we all know how the dad has been so vocal. Who's going to be willing to accept that situation who's going to be willing to accept a very talented player but it seems like an albatross around their neck when the dad is is involved as well so i i don't know the lakers i mean they seem to be a, a team that could probably balance that that dilemma you know some t- somehow managed to uh have the player on the team but yet deflect the, all the dad's uh, verbal you know, jousting with media members and other people. He is a piece of work, isn't he? Lon, uh, <laughs> LeVar Ball. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, my I mean, goodness. He did so, so many outrageous things. It's, it, it, well, it's too many to, to, to discuss. There sure, it sure is. I mean, he is just, uh, he's unrelenting. 
I did see that commercial. I think it was Foot Locker, if I'm not mistaken, uh, interviewing Lonzo Ball, among others. There's some great sound bites throughout with some of the young, the would-be draft picks. So, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's going to be interesting. I wonder if Lonzo Ball will be there now that I'm thinking about it. Um, but, yeah, it's going to be a potentially fascinating evening. And uh, you've covered some NBA drafts. I mean, you more than you know, most people would be able to put yourself in the room. Uh, I assume there's a lot of energy, and I think there could be more energy in this draft maybe than anyone in recent memory. Right. Usually the ones that I've covered in the past, John, in recent years, it's been all, all Kentucky. I mean, they have right. a table. John Calipari is there, and all the, the players up from Kentucky are sitting there waiting to be drafted in the first round. So that's been always the big story, usually, how many players from Kentucky will be selected in the first round. Right, right. Um, yeah, so, well, that brings us, I mean, that's a perfect uh, lead-in because... Uh, you know, they have a couple players this year that look like they're going to be locks and maybe someone that the Celtics could take. A lot of people think if the Laker, you know, if Fultz and Ball go 1-2, that Josh Jackson could be number three. But uh, is it De'Aaron Fox from Kentucky is highly regarded? It could be him, too. That, that's correct. Yeah, six foot four. He's a very good guard. Got a really uh, pretty, pretty good wingspan for that size. Um, but he's a he's a leader. He's a person who likes to have the ball at the end of the game. He's a gamer, as they say. Yes, and he had a monster repeat monster game in the NCAA's. It might have been uh, maybe the regional final. It was one of the you know Sweet 16, if not Elite Eight games, where he was just dominant. I think he had over 40 points. And it's funny, you know, that day he looked so. Watching that game, he he looked so thin and small. Yet today he's making the rounds on Sports Center, and he looks massive. You know, so it's just funny <laughs> the, the the various perception. I mean, he looks like just a flat out big guy. Um, which all basketball players most, you know, you typically are. But yeah, that day on the court, it was mostly his, you know, his thinness. He was, and I didn't realize he was as long as he is. Uh, but yeah, seeing him today and being interviewed, he, he looks like uh, big enough for the NBA. That's for darn sure. But yeah, he's, uh, he's an intriguing player. He is definitely someone who could, uh, I wouldn't be shocked. Nothing that the Celtics do should shock any of us, right? Danny Ainge is definitely no, no. outside the box. You can never have enough sc- enough scores, uh, John. And you know, someone also they could be looking at that you know new freshman there, uh, Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum score from that position. You know, six foot eight, he can score. They need somebody to fill that position. He can be another possibility. Exactly. Um, Jason Tatum, yes. In fact, there are some local rumors, shall we say, uh, flying slightly under the radar here in Boston. Uh, it's impossible to know what to believe and what not to believe these days. But yes, locally, there is a groundswell floating around that the Celtics are going to take Jason Tatum. And uh, I would be fine with that. Yeah, I think everybody in Boston would. I mean, he 
really came on as the season went along. Uh, you know, where he was great, like in the ACC tournament, that type of thing. Uh, so, yeah, that's right. I, I'm glad you said that because there, there is, again, a, a fair amount of buzz around Jason Tatum as being the guy the Celtics might take at number three. I, I, I tell you, a guy I liked when I watched him throughout the year was that T.J. Leaf, UCLA freshman. I, I liked him. Yes, yes. Hey, you know somebody who I've wondered about in the draft, and you don't hear his name. I don't know what his status is, but the big guy from Poland for Gonzaga. I mean, I think he's a lefty. Forget his name, but he, you know, put it this way. He has an NBA body. He's ready to go. Rugged, massive. I think he's a seven-footer and probably around 300 pounds. And every time I watched him, I just couldn't help think to myself, like, that guy is ready for the NBA. Unlike, you know, not unlike, but, you know, so many of these guys are, you know, slender slender guys who just completed one year, their freshman year, and they're heading in. Uh, this guy is not like that, that's for sure. Yeah, I, I think he, I'm thinking he's more of a, maybe a second-round guy, John. Uh, I oh, I agree, that. yeah. I'm not overstating his yeah. worth. You know, I'm not saying right. he's a top. Not saying he's a top five pick. I'm just saying he's he's got an NBA body. Uh, but he, oh yeah, he sure does. Yeah, he can he can bang and be an enforcer. Another guy I like. You know, you mentioned uh, Gonzaga. I like that Zach Collins of the freshman. Oh yeah, I I, I I liked him a lot. I mean, young guy. You can draft him. He'll mature his body and physically. He'll become. Uh, you know, fill out some more. I I think he's really talented. He's highly skilled, and you know that height. I mean, you just don't find guys that height. I mean, the greatest example, Kevin Durant, right? He's almost seven feet or close to it, and that's such skill. AP, I'm glad you said that. He is about as smooth. Speaking of Kevin Durant, he's about as smooth a seven footer, and he's a center, a true center, unlike Kevin Durant. He's a low post player. Uh, but he's about as smooth a seven-foot postman as I've ever seen, really, or in recent memory, shall we say. Uh, you know, he has the full game underneath, and he can still hit from the outside. Again, you know, I just, he's exactly, again, the kind of guy that Danny Ainge, I, I think Danny Ainge is likely to maybe shock the world. And the, yeah. he's the kind of guy that would be a shock the world pick, but I could see it. Yeah, Danny Ainge, he's not adverse to uh, making those uh, selections that somebody else would be scratching their head. To him, it all makes sense. So you, you, somebody like Zach Collins, he might grab him and say, yeah, we're, we're happy. He's a young person that's going to grow physically and mature, and we're going to put him into the lineup and let him play. Yeah, exactly. Anything's possible. Um Especially with, uh, you know, including the possibility of using, packaging up these picks and possibly current players for a current superstar, a la Jimmy Butler, Paul George, whomever. But AP, it's going to be fun. Hard to believe we've come to the end of the show. As always, thank you for all your expertise, and we'll look forward to doing it all again next week. Oh. All for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time.
Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. And we'll talk sports again next week.